0: This show is for you.
1: We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family, their life's most important work.
0: This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. This is a episode that Melissa has actually wanted to do for quite some time because we have had a lot of fun with, with this in our family and seen some benefits. And that is, uh, taking personality assessments. Or, or like a personality test, personality profile. From what I understand, there are a ton of them out there and we by no means pretend to be experts. There are, are a couple that we have really enjoyed and taken. We'll talk about those. And, and I will say this though, for me, one of the cautions I, I always kind of have for me around a personality test or personality assessment is not to think like that it, it defines who I am or not to think like, oh, I'm limited by it. It's more for me. I think you could take a personality assessment and have some kind of almost like negative or limiting takeaways from it. And I think you could take a personality assessment and see, oh, these are some of the powerful, positive aspects of me and some of my strengths. And I can lean more into that. And it's been really fun. We've had our kids, our uh, three oldest children, uh, take them as well. And it's just created some really fun conversations so i think melissa's favorite maybe that she could talk about is the so far has been the enneagram wouldn't you say
1: yeah so we're just going to talk about two today but like chris said there's so many of these types and i just think i think they're interesting and um and i think they yeah they help you see your strengths and maybe sometimes even show you like okay what are the the shadows of of those strengths like things that i can be more aware of and and work towards
0: i would also real quick i'd also say it's been really cool to it really, I think it's helped us understand each other Yeah, better, our children better, and them us. So there also is that element of understanding yourself, but then the people you're in relationship with.
1: Yeah, because I think sometimes you think, I think the way that I see the world or the way that I operate, that that's how everyone sees the world, or that's the way that everyone operates or makes decisions from. But sometimes having the awareness that, oh, I am actually a lot different. Then my partner, then my kids can help you be, can help you just realize, oh, they see things this way. Like I had never considered that.
0: Well, I think within this podcast, every episode, I'm like, why does Melissa want to like, like have some notes and some takeaways and a framework to follow? And Melissa's like, why do you want to just hit record and just start talking? Like, (laughs) you know, but it's like, oh yeah, because, you know, then it just can help you be, I think, more understanding and, and lean into those strengths rather than seeing them as, differences or being frustrated by them.
1: Which, just using that as an example, that is a great example because it would be easy for you to be frustrated by me and for me to be frustrated by you, but realizing, hey, I know that Chris operates better if it's not so structured that we're basically reading it and you know that I feel better about it if we have some semblance of talking points that we're, that we're working.
0: Yeah, I actually think in, instead of being at odds with each other, it allows us to get into an agreement where we're both going to compromise a little, where it's like, yeah, I'm willing to have a little bit of a structure. And you're like, okay, and I'm willing to not have it scripted word for word. Yeah, and I think it's given us some really interesting insights into our into our children as well.
1: Yes. Okay, so the two that we have recently done that um, I think we've found the most useful are the Enneagram and the Strengths Finder assessment. Um, and maybe we'll just talk about one and then the other, maybe starting with.
0: You, you want to talk about the Enneagram and I can start, then I'll start off with oh, Finder.
1: Yeah. So the Enneagram, I think a friend had told us about this. So we.
0: Did the friend tell us about it and then we saw the actual founder in speak in person? Or did we see? Okay.
1: Yes. So our friend Lindsay had, when we we were living in Hawaii, she had told us about it. That was our first um, exposure to the idea of this Enneagram test. And she sent me um, a link to take the test, which I'll I'll try and research a link and, and put it in the show notes if you have never heard of the Enneagram or never taken the Enneagram test. But. It basically says that you you take this test and it tells you what number you are. And basically there's nine options. And it tells you, based on how you answered this test, like what are your yeah, like what are your motivating factors of, of life and like what's important to you and using those as a way to um, yeah, live your life. Like for example. Chris is a number seven and sevens are known as say the life of the party and they just want to have fun. Like, would you have anything to add?
0: Yeah, I'm visionaries and like mm-hmm. always always wanting to create things.
1: Yes. And I would say, yeah, that's totally Chris. Whereas I am a nine, and a nine is more concerned with is everyone getting along? Like how are how are the different people interacting? And then we did recently have um we went to an event and we had, we heard, um, Ian Morgan Crom speak and he, I don't know if he was like the founder of this test I think test he's the whatever, creator of the, creator of the test. Maybe he is. And if not, he's really well known in this, in this space. He's written books and things, but I heard him speak about it and I thought it was so interesting when he was speaking about number nine. He's like, and if you're a number nine, you're probably wondering right now, where's my phone? I can't find my phone. and <laughs> And Chris looked at me and was like, oh my gosh, that's you. Because I'm always, like, missing <laughs> my phone. And he was talking about how nines um, sometimes operate just on, like, lower voltage. Like, that it just takes a little bit longer to, like, get them going. And would you have anything to add?
0: No, we were just cracking up. Like, <laughs> it was hilarious.
1: Because, yeah, he was, like, speaking into my soul. And even Chris could could see it. But um, it also talks about... You know, once you learn your number, it talks about like a really strong nine is actually like, I've just made it sound like I'm spacey and have no drive or motivation, whatever. But he's like a really strong and healthy nine, they call it, or healthy, you know, whatever number you are. They're all like really, really powerful ways of being and really powerful people in the world. So on number nine, um, you know, you can work on becoming that that stronger number and that stronger number has the drive and has the goals and the things that they're that they're working working towards and then the seven i'm just using these two as examples because it's chris and i the seven you know will bring a team in around him and he's not just like the visionary that's like leaving a wake of destruction in his path he's like building a team around him and leading the team and and is becoming like more well well well-rounded um in that way
0: and i like how he described that it wasn't a good number seven or a bad number seven, or it was a healthy, you know, number seven or an unhealthy. Because again, I think there is a little risk in these personality assessments sometimes of like, oh, I'm just limited by this. Whereas, and so another, another assessment we really love is a strengths finder assessment by Gallup. And it's interesting because it says you, every person has 34 strengths. And then they rate those strengths in order of your top five your top 10 and then the rest, but they don't look at any of them as weaknesses. And Marcus Buckingham, who was one of the really, I would say original kind of influencers and thought leaders around the strengths finder assessment. I love what he shared because he shared this concept that what if strengths aren't just things we're good at and weaknesses, aren't just things we're bad at. Cause that's how it's mostly taught. Oh, you're good at accounting. That's a strength. Oh, you're bad at music. That's a weakness. And he said, well, what if I'm good at accounting, but I hate accounting? How could that be a strength? Or what if I'm bad at music, but I love music? How could that be a weakness? And that was probably the biggest takeaway I had is he said, strengths are things that strengthen you regardless of whether you're good or bad at them. And weaknesses are things that weaken you regardless of whether you're good or bad at them. And I love that because he's like, how many young people do you think have gotten horrible advice over the years? Like, oh, you're great at finance. You're great with numbers. You should go into finance. And that's like a person like, but I hate finance. I hate numbers. Or someone's like, well, you're not, you're not really that good at business. So you should probably not go into business. It's like, but I love business. And, and so that, that alone was a fascinating concept to me mm-hmm. of not just, I, not just knowing what my quote unquote strengths are but how do I lean more into the things that strengthen me? Marcus is also a big believer, and I really align with this philosophy that we should spend more time strengthening our strengths than trying to build up our weaknesses. And he's not saying don't, don't be aware of opportunities to improve, but he's like the world is not going to be benefited by you trying to like focus on fixing your weaknesses and deficiencies as much as the world will be benefited by you doubling down on and going all in on your strengths. And I recently posted a reel on Instagram that I said I think most of us are hardwired to look at our strengths through a telescope, but look at our weaknesses and our deficiencies through a magnifying glass. What I love about these assessments is they kind of show you both, but I think the emphasis for, for on both of them is like focus on your strengths. Focus on the healthy aspects. Be aware of the unhealthy aspects like in the Enneagram, but like go in on the strengths, go in on the healthy parts of of who you are and like what you're capable of.
1: Yeah, and I think that, as you said earlier, we've had um, our our kids take the strengths finders assessment, our three oldest. Um, Ivy just took it recently. she's eleven. she's maybe still a bit young because there were some questions that she was like, "What does this mean? Just an aside. But it is really useful. Um, like one interesting piece of information that came out of that is, for Chris, Tate and Tanner, they one of their strengths is competition. In our top 10. In your top 10 for both of them. Yeah. Or for all three of them, rather. And so competition can be really good. It can help you achieve and it can help you, um, you know, set goals for yourself and and do better. However, we've noticed like, oh, when all three of them like enter into this competition situation, there can be some not great things about it, too.
0: Yeah. It's like this awareness of like, okay, we're going to play a card game. We're going to play a board game. We're going to play a basketball game. We know that we're competitive, and let's just have an awareness of like this doesn't turn into like a fight or something that's not useful to our family.
1: But I think before we took that test, we knew like okay, you guys are competitive, whatever. But realizing like that is really important to all three of you. It is a main like strength or driver for you. Really did help us enter situations like pickleball game or a board game with more intention and more awareness of like okay, this we have to watch this and make sure that that this doesn't go like too far into competition. Yeah.
0: And I think that there's an actual as we're talking about this, I think there's a bigger principle for me, like a bigger overarching principle even even more than the assessments themselves is that like how much time are we spending as human beings really understanding who we are? How much time are we spending trying to understand our gifts? And how much time are we spending not just Understanding who we are and, and understanding the gifts, how much time are we spending cultivating and developing those? Because again, I, I talked about this in a, another uh, recent episode. That's not how we're naturally hardwired. Our natural hardwiring is to actually look at, again, the deficiencies and what we're not doing well and what we're not enough of. I just don't think, I just don't see how that serves us. And someone maybe a little bit of awareness once in, a, once in a while, it's like, okay, I can improve that. But I think if we would spend way more effort and energy, ourselves with each other, helping our children understand their gifts and their talents and their strengths and lean into those and develop those, man, we'd have better relationships, better homes, better communities, a better world. You know, I'm even thinking about in my personal manifesto, which is kind of all my declarations. um, There's one part of my manifesto where I'm talking about my five kids and it was around this when I was thinking about what, what's, a, what's a declaration I want to have around my children. And it was, I, I pour into my children daily and help them discover their gifts and their talents. And that came from something that Melissa said to me one time, I think maybe a year or two ago. She's like, I really do think that one of the greatest responsibilities we have as parents is to help our children understand their natural like, gifts and talents and then encourage them to pursue those and foster those so that by the time they leave our homes, they already have some understanding of like man this these are some of the just natural god-given gifts and talents I've been given and I know how to use them and for good um uh, so that to me is the bigger principle and I think sometimes these personality assessments can give us insights into that but I would love to see more people spend more time thinking about looking into and discovering yeah what their what their gifts and talents are and then leaning leaning into those
1: yeah I'm glad you brought that up because I think that is the bigger the bigger idea here is why yeah why are we taking these tests why are we doing these things and i do think that you're absolutely right like what an opportunity is it could be for us as parents to to foster that discovery in in our kids and i also think it's weird it should i mean if you're just thinking about it i feel like well it's you you should know like what you're good at and what your strengths are but for some reason it's not that cut and dry it's not that easy and i think it does take some You know, maybe a parent, kind of encouraging you, or um, just curiosity in yourself to really, to really begin that process of discovering and figure out figuring it out.
0: Well, wouldn't you say that most of us have spent way more time identifying, fostering, and cultivating our weaknesses, our deficiencies, and we're like we're way more aware of those things than we are. Yeah. Our gifts our talents and strengths.
1: Yeah. Or obsessing about what I'm not good at, or I wish I was better. Or why can't I be like him or her? Yeah. But that, I don't know how much, I think how much better, t- how much better their time spent finding and discovering and fostering what we already have as, as our strengths and figuring those things out.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I have found usefulness in some of these assessments, you know, and, and, That to me is the real power of the assessment is some insights into what I could double down on, what I could foster and nurture even, even more of. Um, and I would say never take for granted the opportunity though, to almost be an assessment for someone. And what I mean by that is people can always see more in us than we can see in ourselves, and we can always see more in people than they can see in themselves. And so if you think about what an assessment is, it's almost like this outside perspective from a test that's helping you see things that you might not be able to see or helping you see more in yourself that you can't see. Mm. And, And I would, and I will say though, as beneficial as, as these assessments and tests have been, what's even been more beneficial for me in realizing and recognizing some of my gifts and strengths and having the courage to lean into them, that's come through other people who see things in me that I can't see in myself and, and speak it to me from a place of encouragement, sometimes from a place of like challenging me and calling me out a little bit, but they see something in me and they're willing to speak to it and they're willing to speak possibility into me and inspire me and and give me encouraging words. And so never take the, never take for granted the opportunity that you have to do that for your spouse, your children, for your team, that you could kind of be that assessment. Cause you, I promise you, you can see things in them that they can't see. And your words of possibility being spoken into them will be much greater than any assessment or test could ever be.
1: Yeah, I think that's really that's really beautiful. Um, so I guess we'll leave it at, at that this week. Um,
0: we can link to the Enneagram and the yeah. StrengthsFinder assessment. Both of them have books that go along with them that are really fascinating. And, and
1: there there is so much research out there. Like I've seen numerous like, Instagram accounts, for example, that help you figure out or dive deeper into your enneagram number like there's a ton of resources it's
0: awesome thanks uh <laughs> thanks for being here and yeah if you if you take any of these assessments uh we'd love to hear from some of you on instagram yeah if you had any insights or what took place you're all awesome
1: okay and we used to do this more often but we haven't for a while but i was like oh we just got like the nicest review left on the podcast recently and so i'm going to read review um if you listen to the podcast and you've never left your review I would love if you if you did. Um, and here is a recent review. Yeah,
0: while she's looking that up, not only do we just love reading that this podcast is making a difference, it, it really actually helps our podcast be seen and, and impact more families. Uh, so, yeah, please leave us a review.
1: Okay, this is from Kelsey Karp. Sorry if I didn't say your name right. Just as they say, strong families can change the world. Melissa and Chris do a wonderful job teaching us how to achieve deeper relationships intentionally in our family life and how to become the people we are meant to be. I love the range of topics they cover. Give them a listen and let's get to work. Thank you, Kelsey.
0: Yeah, thanks, Kelsey. You're awesome.
1: Okay. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you.
0: You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed